Welcome to High Ground Podcast. I'm Stevie W. I'm Callum. And today we are going to be uh, looking at uh, the uh, the Disney Plus series Wonder Vision. So, what did you think, dude? Yeah, well, I came into it. Uh, I waited till the episodes were up in a row, um, and then just sort of binged it over that day and a half. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I, I actually did laugh at some of the points in the sitcom as well. Like, you know, the sitcom parts. Um, but yeah, no, no, it was, it turned out to be something totally different to what I thought was going on. So yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of all these, these limited series just to fit into phase four. I just want to say, uh, before we go any further, we are going into major spoiler territory. So if you've not watched WandaVision, turn off and come back to us once you've binged it. It's, uh, yeah, I watched the, you know, uh, and I thought when I was watching it, you know, after something like, say, uh, The Mandalorian, where, yeah. you know, it's sort of like, bam, here we have it, you know, and it was like every episode left you going, this is like absolutely incredible. I, I, I mean, I found with WandaVision, it was such a slow burner, but yeah. if you're as emotionally invested in the characters as, as, as I am, to me, I liked it. It built it up the story slowly, so you didn't know where you were going. And to me, that represented perfect television because I we were coming out at the end of each episode wanting to know more and having theories. And you have to wait for next week to find out if it's right. And it's I I just thought it was brave television, especially if you consider the audience. It would be like you know. It, it's bigger than just the core fans that will that will literally watch every MCU movie and anything that's Marvel TV. As soon as it comes out, this is because it's on Disney Plus and they've ended, and they've got now a bit of a reputation uh, for quality. So I thought it was very slow and very brave. Yeah, I don't think that another pace would have worked, like because you know, revealing the mystery slightly as it goes along. Like, there was a bit sort of in each episode, wasn't there, where the cracks were starting to slip through. In rea- in, I mean, we all guessed it was something to do with, like, with reality breaking down. I mean, my actual thought was that it was to do with Doctor Strange, uh, the next Doctor Strange film, because it was the multiverse of madness. But, I mean, it turned out not being that, which I'm, which I'm quite happy about, because I like when I'm proved wrong, but in a good way. So yeah, no, I, I I agree totally that the the pace of it is what what sort of contributed to how good it was because I think if they'd have sort of given the mystery away too early, it would have you sort of lose not interest, but you when a a twist is given away too early, you sort of think, oh well, that's the main the main sort of driving points done now. I can relax. Whereas you were constantly on edge with this show, like what was going to happen? You know, switching to the outside world back to was it um, Westview? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I thought it was really perfectly done. Actually, it was totally different to what I thought it was going to be, which I'm always pleased about when something does that. Uh, I can I completely agree. I agree. I mean, uh, what they like is the way with uh, with Marvel with the MCU, especially in Phase One, where you've got Agent Coulson as being your gateway characters. So they use Darcy and yeah. uh, and Jimmy Woo as uh, as, as our gateway characters, you know, uh, I mean, Darcy from Thor, Thor Dark World, and uh, Jimmy Rue from uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
who I thought seeing it was when those two are in it, I'm like, yes, this, this is this is what you want because I, cause I think Randall Park and, and Kat Dennings are, are absolutely fantastic and just and I, that's yeah. one thing I like is they take characters, secondary characters that some people may not remember or even know if you if you haven't seen Ant Man and Wasp, uh, yeah, and then bringing them going yes and uh, and Teona Paris as Monica Rambeau. You know? Yeah, she was fantastic. I mean, even I was kind of like, I recognise that that FBI guy. I'm sure he's been in one of the other films. And then after I IMDb'd it quickly, I realised. Yeah, I mean, that's quite brave to use like a character that's only been in one film previous. I mean, he wasn't in the first Ant-Man, was he? No, he's... Uh, and, and the whole thing with the magic tricks that he's doing yeah. and everything. And I was like... And having, like I said, having Darcy, Jimmy and Monica in it, you, you keep expecting these you keep expecting someone to turn up from their little uh, part of the universe yeah i mean it's it's almost like you know that that vein of like old style star wars where a background character could have their own film and you'd yeah. be quite happy like I'd, I'd love to just see a a film about jimmy woo or you know like what whatever darcy's up to or you know even a, I, I mean we probably might get a film about um She's called Photon, isn't she, when she becomes super uh, Monica Rambo? I'm not sure. I haven't read that part. Something like that, isn't it? But um, um, I've got a question. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, uh, this is major spoiler territory, so please switch off if you haven't seen it. You know, at the end, when uh, the scrolls uh, go to uh, Monica and they point yeah. up, who was your, f- and you said, yeah, you got a friend, and they point up, who was your first, who did you think of first? I literally thought it was going to be Ben Anderson. I thought the first thing that came into my head when she point when the scroll pointed up was uh, was, was Nick Fury because the last time we see Nick Fury he's on one of the one of the spaceships. Yeah, with, yeah, that was at the end of Homecoming, wasn't it? Not yeah. Homecoming, um, far, from far from home. Far from home, yeah. And then yeah. it realised it wasn't until afterwards I realised they're probably referring to Captain Marvel. Yeah, probably yeah, because she can fly around in space. Yeah, I mean it could it could like you say they don't show you, do they? So no. it could be who you say as well. I mean. I I thought they were going to say, um, like, I thought she meant up, because it was like a cinema there, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it cinema or a theatre or something? Theatre, cinema. Yeah. I thought she meant, like, up on the balcony behind them. Yeah. But um, that's why I thought it was going to be Ben Mendelsohn's character. Oh, but, he would be cool. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think the scrolls are really clever, actually. Oh, especially in Far From Home. I mean, that yeah. was just, that reveal yeah. at the end. I'm sorry. The whole film. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think the playing with expectations, you know, what they, especially what they do in, in Captain Marvel. I mean, it, it, it shows you that Marvel know what they're doing. And, yeah. ben, and the casting is always on point. It is. And, and which, which, which brings us to another thing which I thought was, and I think this is pure Marvel at its best, is... is oh, I know what you're going to say. Is... <laughs> Quicksilver, Pedro yeah, Maximoff, yeah. Evan Peters, that reveal at the end of one of the episodes, and I was like, when you see him coming around, and it's and Darcy says, "Oh, they recast Pedro," and you're thinking, "Wow, this is the big X Men crossover." So playing with expectations, then you find out that they're just trolling us at the end. They got him yeah. back as an actor to play, and just to play a random guy who's been taken over by uh, I'm not going to by uh, Agatha. Just to mess with Wanda's head, and I was like, "Wow, that is just pure trolling the fans." Which I know you get the purest, especially when I mean, they did it brilliantly in uh, Iron Man Three, 
with the 12 rings and uh, yeah, Trevor. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. And that was that level of trolling. And I thought that was just, as a fan, I thought that was just superb saying, well, we've got the X, we've got the Fox X-Men now in the, the MCU. Now we have it. They just picked, they just cast the same actor just to play with us. Yes. I love it when they do that. That's just, to me, perfection. Yeah, I, I had to rewind the end of that episode, actually, a couple of times just to sort of take it in. Because, I mean, they sort of hold on Wanda's face, don't they, when she opens the door? And I thought they were going to end the episode like that. And it just leaves you thinking, who is it? Who is it? And then when it finally spins around, I just thought, you sure, get out of here. No way. But it was, yeah, it was so clever. I mean, I kind of guessed it wasn't him a little bit. Because it seems it seemed way too early for something like that to be revealed. I was the opposite. I actually thought they were gonna they were gonna literally rather than it's like you know I was I I will describe it like in Iron Man two when they did the recasting of Rhodey, and Don yeah. Cheadle says it's me get over it. I thought they were gonna do the we're gonna bring in the X Men now but we're gonna do it really slowly then build it up to something so we've got the groundwork there so that when we do introduce them. That's it. Then you, when you find out that nah, nah, they were just trolling us, I was like, that's even better. Yeah. That is, that's superb. But I did think that the whole, we were going to, I did think, you know, this is playing with expectations. Is I did think that WandaVision was just going to be a giant advert for, uh, for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And when it yeah. didn't, and I was like, and the fact that they are still setting up and uh, I think that, you know, with the mid-credits and post-credits, they are setting up uh, season two of One Division. it looks like. Yeah, I don't know. Is it not a limited series? It is, but, you know, anything can change. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, they're kind of sort of introducing magic into Marvel now as well, aren't they, yeah. properly? Because, I mean, I, I think in the comics, I'm not a massive um, expert on the comics, so I may need to be corrected, but I'm sure... Wonder is she uses magic in the comics, doesn't she? I think so. She's yeah. I mean, which kind of like I always think like what what really makes her a mutant in the comics because she's she's they're not going for the mutant thing in, in the MCU, are they? No, because he didn't have the rights to use the term mutants at that point. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if 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 her sort of awakening as Scarlet Witch now maybe is this what starts the mutants? You know, does she activate all the mutants by accident? I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. They will have a game plan. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think it's... Everyone wants to see the X-Men. I mean, I'm, I'm really quite happy with the MCU going the way it is. And when they pop up, they pop up. And it will be, it'll be natural rather than just being forced, which I think is a, a lot of problems that they do, is they do yeah. force... When things are forced, it feels forced. It has to feel like natural that's progression. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like when we see, uh, again... We're on major spoiler territory at the end of Far From Home uh, with uh, J. Jonah Jameson's J.K. Yeah. Simmons. To me, that wasn't a shock. That was organic. And that's yeah. what I like with the MCU. And like I said, with the, with the series, it's it's all organic and it, it feels right. So it's not like, oh, we're just going to throw in, in the X-Men now just, just to keep a certain section of the fanboys happy. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole um, Jameson thing, like, uh, we went to see that, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't know about that scene, but, oh, I don't know, you said you had an idea, didn't you? I thought there was only logic to it, there's only who could play J. Jonah Jameson's other than J.K. Simmons, so it wasn't, wow, 
It was more no, like, this is yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And you kind of feel like that with um, when they cast Quicksilver, well, Quicksilver in this. Um, you did kind of think, well, there's no other person. That I actually think he was better. I prefer Evan Peters' version of Quicksilver, actually, over Aaron Taylor-Johnson's. I don't think we were given, Aaron Taylor-Johnson was given that much of a chance in it. The role no, he was kind of just there to die, wasn't he, really? Yeah. So I would like to actually see him see him return in some multiverse. It'd be interesting. I mean, and I would love to see, I know it's not going to happen now, but Evan Peters back, because I thought he was good, even if he's yeah. not a superhero. Weird that they both play the same character and they're both in Kick-Ass. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I rewatched them again recently, actually, and I was I was like, holy shit, two Quicksilvers on screen at once. <laughs> I, I I will watch them again soon. We've got them, so it's on our on our watch list because we, you know, me and the boss, the fiance, love our superhero movies. So it's you know, and we haven't even we, you know we've been discussing this. We really haven't really discussed uh, Wonder and Vision. No, I mean, it, I, it was nice to see Vision again. I have missed Vision because. Uh, he died at the end of Infinity War, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I, it was nice seeing... It was really sort of mature of them as well to do those episodes where he realises he's not the true Vision. Yeah. And he's the one that makes the sacrifice to bring White Vision back to knowing who he is. And I, I thought that was a really good arc. I, it's what the real Vision would do. Yeah, and it's what is the real... It was when he's discussing with White Vision uh, what is the real Vision. Yeah. What is real and everything? I was like, wow, and and it was a good way of bringing the character back as a different character, not being the original, but and having Paul Bettany, you know, who is a day one. I mean, yeah. he's uh, Jarvis, I mean, wasn't he? Yeah. So you've got someone there from day one back, and one thing, uh, one thing that I. I that I really, I mean, it resonated with me is because of, you know, we have a history now with uh, Wanda, Vision, you know, Darcy, Jimmy, and Monica Rambo. So the core unit, there is a history. One thing I found is that I was so emotionally, if any time something was bad, there was an emotion in there with me. And it's amazing how much you actually take from what, because you follow these characters so long. Yet, yeah. even though they, re they you know, obviously they had to recast Monica, but it's if something happens and they're in danger or they do something, it's there is emotion there. I found even more so. I was more emotionally connected to these characters who I've seen. I've probably had spent more screen time that with than I have in even the Mandalorian. So it was like something happened to the child. It was a shock, but if something happened yeah. to Wanda or Vision. You know, there was more, of, even more emotion there. Yeah. And I, I found that is absolutely fantastic, with what Marvel were doing and the fact that they built this universe that we care about. Yeah. I thought that was superb. It's, there's quite a lot of subtlety as well. I mean, with the whole um, Maria Rambo thing, I didn't, you know, I didn't realise till afterwards when she's brought back after the... Um, uh, it's, it's presumably when Hulk clicks the gauntlet, yeah. that scene when you see her come back. Um, that her mum would have died not knowing where she was. Yeah, because of the click, and that's so like that's that got me down for a little bit actually, thinking that's such a shame. But it was so in the background that it didn't intrude. You know, like a lot of things would have played that off for 
you know, like a soppy scene or whatever. But, you know, it just shows you that the photo of her on the wall and that's enough. Yeah. That's what actually got me thinking, like, oh, shit, she would have not seen her daughter before she died. Yeah. And it's, they do those moments of subtleties just as well as they do the bombastic battle moments. Yeah. I mean, whereas a lot of, you know, in the genre, it's all about the, the set pieces. There, it, it is characters is, is, is at the forefront of, of everything that Marvel does. Yeah. And and that's what makes it uh, makes it superb. I mean, uh, again, I'm gonna go a prime example. It's Coulson in yeah. uh, in Avengers, and that's like you can't kill off Agent Coulson, Phil. Just after you found out he's got a girlfriend, the cellist, which there was a payoff to that in Agents of Shield, which I absolutely love, and uh, it's it is superb. What about uh, Catherine Hahn though? Is Agatha? Yeah, she's fantastic. I, I, di I didn't actually see that coming at all. I Me mean, neither. I, I knew of the character, but not well enough to sort of deduce that that was her. I mean, if you're a hardcore fan, you probably would have saw it from day one. But it's, it, I think it's, it's nice in that way, having the reveal gradually sort of let out. And then they have that song, don't they, that it was her all along. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, everything was done perfectly just the moving through the eras of the sitcoms showing her in the background it's just it was great oh that was that was, that was absolutely superb she's got a whole a whole new fan base now because of that she has but she is she is good i was like when that reveal was happening i was like like nah that's just yeah because they sort of, I don't know, they kind of fake you out thinking that, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that's in charge of S.W.O.R.D. Director Tyler Haywood. T Haywood, that's it, yeah. I, you're kind of thinking he's like bad guy number one, and then yeah. they sort of, they show you who's really behind the whole thing in Westview. Yeah. I like that. I'm assuming we're going to see him again at some point. Yeah, I really want, I would love to see him going up against S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Well, I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not gone now because of Winter Soldier. I mean, not gone, but, like, Captain America sort of got rid of it, didn't he? Eh, what you, it depends on what universe we're talking and where they decide that the... Because I'd love to see another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because they uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is back at the end of the season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. So, spoilers. Yeah, like I said, we're in a spoiler territory. If you're not MCU or don't know anything about Marvel, then, uh, yeah. But uh, I like he's got a really good ending of Agents of Shield, and so yeah, so Shield is back. But whether it's going to be in the MCU is another thing. But come on, I'd like to see Ming Na Wen in an agent Ming Na Wen in a in a, uh, in, a, in a in a Marvel MCU movie, just so that she can lay claim to being in everything that's Disney. Yeah, even if she's just background, just that we know she's there because she's Ming Na is in. Uh, Mulan, she's in the live action Mulan, she's in animated Star Wars, Bad Batch, she's going to be, she's in live action TV Star Wars, so all we need to know is in Star Wars movies and MCU movies, and then she's got the entire Disney everything. Plus she's a Disney princess as well, on top of that. She is, yeah. So she, she, I saw a video about this recently, actually. Mulan isn't just a Disney princess, yeah, she saves an entire nation. Whereas the rest of them just 
either beat a witch or get married or whatever. You know, Mulan actually saves an entire nation and is praised by the emperor. So she's more than a princess. Ah, uh, so does that make her the greatest Disney princess ever? Yeah, well, technically, I mean, calling her a princess is a bit of a insult, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> like an empress. That's true. But then again, oh no, 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 that's not her. Sorry, I know that was nearly incredibly racist. There, I was going to say she's in. She was an empress in Star Trek Discovery. But that's Michelle Yeoh, uh, the other cool Chinese woman. Is she a Disney princess anyway? No, she's not in no, Disney. I don't think so. I she's in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, though. She is, yeah. And James Bond. And James Bond. So yeah. she's she's technically she's, British royalty then. She's equally as cool. Yeah. So she, yeah, because she's in a James Bond film, that would make her British royalty. Yeah. Because anything that's, I always say that anything's in a anyone that's in a James Bond film technically makes them British royalty. Because he's the most British guy of all time. Of course, <laughs> they are the most British films ever made, in my honest opinion. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, even though they have that veneer of Hollywood, they you can tell. Like, I like the fact that um, the broccolis don't sort of interfere in terms of making things American. Yeah. That's always what's kind of helped. But. Yeah, I, was, I, I do. I do see. I do. That is one property I do just see as British is James Bond. So if you're connected to it, yeah. So Disney don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I'll be honest. If Disney did buy it, they'd probably keep it the same way because they know what works. It's like yeah, all the kick up when uh, they bought up Marvel, and uh, they say, "Ah, oh, they're going to Disneyfy it," like they didn't. Although it is kind of good in that Ant Man and Wasp when when. Uh, when when uh, Michael Penn is wh uh, whistling, it's a small world after all. Yeah, like, that's why Disney have it, so they can do stuff like that. I honestly don't remember them buying Marvel. I mean, it seemed kind of quiet, if I remember correctly. It wasn't like the Star Wars buy. Well, was that you when you were in your little, when you were in your uh, not watching Marvel phase? I was kind of in and out of it, but when was that? Two thousand and thirteen. Be around about that because it's after yeah. it was around about the time you'd be about 12, wouldn't it? You'd be about 12 because when did uh, Avengers come out? 12, yeah, yeah. So it's about it was that period. So, oh, yeah, because they they had like set didn't they have separate studios for some of them, like Paramount made Iron Man and it was distribution, Paramount was distribution, uh, yeah. Universal was Hulk, yeah, Universe, they still had the rights to Hulk. And uh, Marvel Studios was a studio, but it just got bought up, meaning it had more money, but it was sold off, and Marvel was sold off. Yeah. And it had more money, but they still kept everything going how it should be going, because like Star Wars, they treat it as a separate entity. That's yeah, why we have things like this. Yeah. That's why we have things like The Mandalorian and and uh, WandaVision, which, if you're going to argue who the biggest... The inspiration for all this is the same guy that's been masterminding it all, John Favreau. I thought if Iron Man hadn't been a success, yeah, that'd be a different world, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'd still and, be getting these sporadic Marvel films that you know, like we used to get Blade, and then we'd get Spider Man, and then we'd get X Men. Yeah, <laughs> or like not in that order, but you know, like we'd get the odd one every now and again. Wouldn't we? And do you really think we'd we'd have uh, coming the book of Boba Fett if it wasn't for? Uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. No, I mean they should just be in charge of Star Wars. Period. I, I like Kathleen Kennedy, so I'm a bit biased. I do like it. Yeah, just I, those two guys are just 
it's like if we made a Star Wars series. Yeah. Not that we'd like to make a Star Wars series, please. That would be really cool. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. I'd love to just shove some humble pie down those little fans' throats that think everything's shit. You realise if we were to work in, if we were to do a Star Wars TV series or even a Marvel one, we would literally be, it, 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 we'd be getting notes back saying, please stop trolling the fans. <laughs> yeah. So what have you done to this? So, so, so your entire notion of doing this series is to basically alienate this small yet vocal lot. Well, yeah, actually it is. I'm sorry, if you're new to the High Ground podcast, we are not fans of the small or vocal minority that seem to use their opinion to make them look like the minority, the majority. Yeah, the ones that try and... They're like the Jehovah's Witness ones that knock on your door and ask if you found Jesus version of fans on there. Yeah. The ones that try and <laughs> dictate content. Yeah, I've got a problem with Jehovah's Witnesses there. That's just the only example I can think of. Actually, yeah. they're quite polite. Yeah. Compared to these cunts. Yeah, these uh, these ones actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, these ones are the ones that 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 have uh, YouTube videos and podcasts that basically want you to agree with their opinion. Yeah, and I'm sure we say this every time, but that. They have YouTube videos where they have the toys in the background that dress up as the characters, even though they hate it. I've seen one where they actually have them in the front, and I'm like, thinking, and you try to work out how much money they spent on a film that they claim they don't like, or a TV series they claim they don't like. And then, all oh, my favourite ones are the ones that they started, okay, we're going a bit off topic, the ones that were trolling uh, Mark Hamill over the comments he made, and go, I don't think, did you watch Star Wars? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't like trolls. I've even like there's a, even been a few people not trolls but you know that with Wonder Vision which shows you how quick people sort of switch off now. Where a few friends of mine have said, "Oh yeah, those it's, it's just a load of rubbish. It's just like a sitcom." And I think, yeah, but you surely don't think that's the whole series, do you? Well, I, I, it's I don't get I I don't I know that, that I didn't read it because I don't only read the headline I read the headlines when it comes up but I don't read the content because I don't want to give power to them. Yeah. Is that a lot of people if I read if I read the headline right weren't happy that Evan Peters wasn't Quicksilver. Yeah, but I, I can say I sort of read the writing on all of that anyway. I mean, I, I only mean, you said you you were surprised with it, weren't you? But I don't know, just something seemed off about it that it was too perfect this early on. Yeah. So I prepared myself for the fact that it wasn't him. But uh, I certainly wouldn't have just threw my dummy out in the pram. Uh, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. If, if you don't like if you don't, just switch off. Just don't be vocal about it. You know? Yeah. Don't, don't. Because there's always, I always say, there's always someone out there that likes it. Yeah. By and, all means, you can have an opinion. Yeah. But it's just when it's shoved down your throat. With no evidence. Yeah. But yeah, we are going off topic now, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ramp I'm gonna round it up by saying my opinion is I think it was too I, I think it was, it was it was a brilliant series. Yeah. And it didn't go exactly how I expected it to go, but I don't mean that I mean this in a good way. Yeah. And to me that's perfect television. This is you know, I don't it's where you don't know what's gonna happen every week and and I liked that it was slow. I liked the way it all came together in the end, like a big jigsaw puzzle. It's 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 what Marvel does at its best. And 
Yeah, and I'm glad it wasn't an advert for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with everything there, actually. I, it was intelligent and it was actually really moving some of it as well. And, and it was totally, like you say as well, it was totally not what I thought it was going to be in a good way. So, yeah, I disagree. I agree with what you say. Yeah, I think if we get more of the limited series of this quality, then Phase 4 is going to potentially be the best, maybe? Oh, yeah. Although it does have big boots to fill with uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, true. But uh, the one film that I'm looking forward to is Blade. I can't I'm, see what they're going to do with Blade. Me, it's Fantastic Four. But uh, I'm a huge fan of Mahershala Ali, so his yeah. Blade is going to be... I'm sold as soon as they said Mahershala Ali. I was like, Cottonmouth yeah, is going to be... Cottonmouth from the Luke Cage is going to be... Yes! So, uh, this is the High Ground Podcast. This is WandaVision. I'm Stevie W. I'm Callum.